It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through right it. Now, the COVID-19 vaccine are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Tom Sumner. Welcome to the show. We got a good one up uh, for today. Uh, coming up in uh, just just a couple of minutes, about three minutes, we're going to talk with um, the regional medical director of Vault Health, Dr. Martin Miner is going to uh, debunk some uh, men's health myth, myths. That's not easy for me to say this early in the morning. But, um, but anyway, Dr. Miner will join us in just a couple of minutes. And then, the, in the second hour, this is, this is going to be fascinating. This is the first in what promises to be a series of novels. It's uh, called I Can See Clearly, Rise of a Supernatural Hero. Um, it's uh, book one of the series. James Cusimano is the author. But here's what Joe Robert Cole um, had to say about it. And if you don't know who Joe Robert Cole is, he is the uh, co-writer of the Black Panther screenplay. 
and he said, I can see clearly as an engaging story of enlightenment beneath Luke Ponty's journey toward understanding his life purpose lies spiritual guidance on how to use our innate gifts to make the world a better place. Anyway, the book is called I Can See Clearly by James Cusimano. James will uh, join me during the second hour of our three-hour tour. And then in the uh, third half of our three-hour tour, and you'll have to indulge me a little bit because I'm trying to get myself convinced to use a more plant-based diet. And anybody who listens to my show knows that when I talk to nutritionists like my guest today, Dr. Vicki Peterson, who was a certified clinical nutritionist. Um, I, I'm kind of a tough sell. I'm born and raised in the Midwest, and if it doesn't have meat and potatoes, it's not really a meal. But she talks about ways to, uh, she has some tips, actually, on how to get started on a plant-based diet. And again, her name is... Uh, um, Dr. Vicki Peterson, she's a certified clinical nutritionist, but also a chiropractor and functional medicine doctor. And uh, she's going to highlight the uh, benefits and, and ways to get started on a uh, plant-based diet. We'll see. We'll see if she has any effect uh, on me. That's coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour. But first, we debunk some... Uh, Men's health myths with um, with who? Oh, Dr. Martin Miner. Be joining us in just a moment. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner program, and this hour we're going to talk about uh, some common men's health myths and uh, possibly debunk some of them. With uh, the Regional Medical Director of Vault Health, Dr. Martin Miner. Martin joins me by phone. Hi, Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get into what some of the... Uh, what some of these common uh, men's health myths are. I, you know, I, I always think when, whenever I think about health I, I just for some reason i remember my dad who didn't really take care of himself and um was you know he, he was great but he wasn't a natural nurturer you know if you skinned your knee or stubbed your toe you know his answer was walk it off <laughs> and when yeah, i hear about yeah. men health myths you know I, I i can just hear my dad saying walk it off <laughs> Yeah, I know. I heard that plenty growing up as well. I think that, um, you know, most health care in the 70s and 80s was about men, and um, it was all facilitated, however, by women, by mothers. And when we we were brought to the doctor by our mothers, we... Um, we were encouraged to go to the doctor by our mothers and later our wives and our partners. And very few of us were really engaged in taking care of ourselves. What we were taught was to be strong and to be masculine and that it's not masculine to be 
to be ill or to be concerned about your health. And I, in the early 2000s, that began to change and there began to be more of a movement towards men's health. And actually, I was trained as a family doctor and moved into this field um, shortly after 2000. And now I teach in the urology department at Brown and take care of only male patients who come to see me for their sexual issues as well as their hormonal issues and concerns. Are, so, are men a lot more likely to get regular checkups and and be concerned about their own well-being? Are they more likely to do that today than they were 25, 30 years ago? I think so. I think so, Tom. But I think a lot of that comes from the prompting of their partners. And I think that with that prompting, they're, they're allowed to be more open about their concerns about their health. Yet many men don't go to see a doctor from the age of 20, for instance, until 40, when they have a new child and apply for life insurance. That might be the first time in 20 years that they're seeing a doctor. Guilty. Some of the men don't even go to the doctor until they're 60 or so. Well, I, I know I go to the doctor a lot more now that I'm in my 60s than I did when I was in my 40s. Me too. <laughs> Me too, yeah. But, but there are these, these women that are... visits that we need to make, that we need to assess our, our health, that we need to think about what, what we eat, how much we sleep. Um, these women that exercise we get. These women that are getting men go to the doctors. Are they the same ones that are encouraging men to stop for directions? <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you get lost driving and not stop for directions? Almost every I, time. I still do that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but, well, let me ask about some of the some of the top myths that. Uh, Mm -hmm. that you've recently looked at and and promised to debunk. One of them is sleeping late on the weekends helps you catch up. If you've had a long, busy week, you sleep a little later on the weekend and you can make up for the sleep you've lost. Um, yes, that's not true at all. Actually, we're we're kind of like computers, at least our brains are, and they need to be, there was a term at one time called diffractionated. We need to be shut down and turned off. And um, we need to do that every night. We need to get a period of deep sleep called REM sleep where we're dreaming. And we need to kind of refresh every day. Um, men who get little sleep, and it's actually turned out to be one of the most significant risk factors for cardiovascular disease. Men who get really? little sleep and try to catch up never do. Never do. Well, I've, I've learned from experience that uh, spending the day in bed on Saturday hasn't really made up for any lost sleep. But I'm not going to give up sleeping in on the weekends <laughs> just because I can. No, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. 
you don't have to. But another another one of the the common myths is that men hit their sexual peak at eighteen. Yeah, that's a I, long time ago I, for me. Martin. It was a long time ago for you and I. <laughs> I don't think we would attest to hitting our sexual peak at eighteen. The truth is that in most men, um, testosterone levels begin to decline at 30, yet men are much more experienced as sexual partners and as lovers. And I think if you had a choice between being 18 again or being 30 or 35, you'd probably choose the latter. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I liked 30 pretty well, except that was the year, well, that was a tough year for me. Um, because I realized that I wasn't going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know, the testosterone levels spike about age 18, um, and they continue to rise through the 20s, but they do peak about age 30. And um, But testosterone is only one factor about ourselves as um, our sexual capacity. Um, it's really all about experience and about our sensitivity to another person's needs and about uh, pleasing others. So. Another one of the another one of the myths, Martin, is that fat is bad, and I am completely confused by good fat, bad fat. I know you aren't the only one <laughs> that what we do know is uh, as men age there's a certain form of fat that's much more common um which is called belly fat or what's known in medical terms as visceral adiposity and this fat is being um placed by storage of glycogen um and it's only good for you if you are hibernating in the winter like a bear and you're going to use that fat. But in our case, we can't store this fat in the liver and it kind of builds up in our bellies because the bellies can continue to expand. That's the bad fat. It's, um, it's also known as yellow fat. And The type of fat that's known as good fat is called brown fat, and that's the fat that seems to burn more calories. That's the fat that we use for energy sources. But we want to reduce the amount of this visceral or belly fat, and one of the things that we always measure when we see men is their belly size along their umbilicus or their belly button. We measure that waist circumference because that is a predictor of their risk of inflammation and their risk of heart disease and potentially stroke. So it's very important to be mindful of that fat and to try to reduce that fat. And you reduce that fat with exercise and diet and often a form of fasting called intermittent fasting where you might... Uh, have a period of 16 hours a day where you're just drinking fluids but not eating. 
More with Dr. Martin Miner from Vault Health. Straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions and you know the material and you, and you care about it and it's, uh, it's, that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. 
where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Dr. Martin Miner from Vault Health, straight ahead. What about protein? Does does more protein mean more muscle? No, not at all. Um, there's this whole belief that the we need extra protein in order to build muscle, and a lot of men load protein, and it's just not needed. Um, believing that it will increase muscle mass, but there's no evidence that it does that at all. Um, What we need to do is to eat wisely and with common sense. We need to be eating more plant protein than animal protein. We need to be lowering our overall fat intake and eating good fats or healthy fats. And we need to reduce the amount of carbs that we eat because those just become simple sugars in the body and those increase insulin resistance. And what we really want to do to be healthy is to reduce the insulin resistance that we tend to increase as we age. Ken, I'm not sure exactly how to put this, Martin, but, you know, I was raised in the Midwest and it doesn't feel like I've had a meal unless... I've had meat and potatoes. Is there a way to balance your meal so that you can continue to to practice? Uh, yeah, I'm a big red meat lover, but can you balance your Absolutely. meal with smaller portions and and then larger Absolutely. portions of the things that are better for you, or or is this? Uh, you know, are there some things you should just completely stay away from? No, well, I think that, you know, we all have to live. So <laughs> even Tom Brady eats ice cream or pizza. Um, he just doesn't binge on it. It's not something that he'll do every day. If you need to eat meat or poultry or fish or whatever, for one meal a day, that's absolutely fine. But you want to, again, you want to balance that with portion size, you want to balance that with plant protein, and you want to reduce the amount of starch and simple carbohydrates that you're, that you're taking in. It's all part of this balance that, that ultimately helps us live longer and live better. We all want to have a better quality of life. And this is really a path to that better quality of life. I've noticed a tendency, Martin, as I get, you know, as it really started in my 50s, but now that I'm, you know, getting up there into my 60s, I I notice it even more, that I naturally crave smaller amounts, smaller portions. Is that just kind of a normal evolution? I think it is. I think it is. I think the trouble is that people 
eat um, for all sorts of reasons other than being hungry. If we just ate to reduce our hunger, we wouldn't be eating that much. But if we eat because we enjoy it, that's understandable, but we also eat because we're anxious and we'll continue to eat believing that we have to be the only way that we're going to be healthy or we're going to please others is to finish our absolute everything on our plates. That's what we're taught. Um, we <laughs> Alan, Sherman, portion. Alan Sherman <laughs> was talking about the Marshall Plan and how his parents always told him that there were millions starving in Europe and that he should clean oh, his plate. Boy. And he said, so I cleaned my plate four, five, six times a day. <laughs> and he said... Somehow, I, you know, I thought that was, was helping them, but they kept starving and I got fat. <laughs> right, right, right. And the thing is, we tend to, we don't tend to exercise as well. Exercise is a vital component to being healthy and to improving our overall health and reducing our cardiovascular risk. After all, our risk of death is basically due to heart disease and that's what's epidemic in our country besides the pandemic is heart disease so to reduce that we need to exercise we need to walk briskly we need to think about getting out and moving every day and it not only helps us with our belly fat and reducing that and not it helps us emotionally it reduces our anxiety and it improves our overall capacity to enjoy what we have around us, which is life. You know, you mentioned something almost parenthetically that I that I want to bring back and, and bring up, and that's the pandemic, because I, I've experienced something that, uh, you know, I just, and I can't seem to shake it. I'm moving a lot less because I'm at home all the time. And I'm right. and I'm doing this thing. I've I've called it boredom eating. Right. Where right. you know I just I'm, I'm snacking constantly, and I've yeah you know, I've tried to make them healthier snacks here and there as I can, or at least not big food. I'm not sitting down with a bag of cookies or a big bag of chips or or anything. But it just seems like I'm always wanting to eat something. I know, I know, and I understand that, but again, we're eating, are you eating because you're truly hungry, or are you eating because you're anxious about the pandemic, you're worrying about whether you're ever going to feel free to get out of your house again, or socialize I, with others? I don't even it's know that factors. it's, I don't even know that it's anxiety, Martin, I, I think it's just uh -huh. simply boredom. It's, it's this old notion that, you know, you sit down and watch a movie, you got to have popcorn. And now I'm watching a lot of movies. <laughs> I'm eating I know, a lot I of know. popcorn. Um, but, but it's, 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 it's more about having something to do. To do, right, right. It, it's, think about how you feel about how you eat after you eat certain foods. I mean, I love ice cream. I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> but if I, if I take out a Ben and Jerry's cart, pint carton and I start eating from the carton, 
I'm, I don't know when to stop. <laughs> and how do you feel after you do that? You feel pretty crummy. You feel yeah, that's pretty true. poorly. The reason that you do, you feel that way. And the reason that you feel that way after you snack with certain foods, especially higher carb foods, is that you're introducing elevations in your blood sugar and you're getting spikes of insulin to meet those elevations in your blood sugar. That's what's making you feel so poorly. If you just, you have to pay attention to how you feel. If you ate something that was healthy, you probably feel better and you probably, and that wasn't so caloric dense, you probably not only feel better, but you, but you feel, you feel more alive, you know, and less, less, less discomfort and more energy. Yeah. Yeah, All those. Well, here's, here's, here's one that, that I find, um, really interesting a slowing brain lower energy levels decreasing libido and drops in concentration are all normal parts of getting older that cannot be prevented well you know it's interesting because we we as we age we do we can feel more fatigue we can tire a bit more easily we can't go out and run eight miles like we once could. Maybe some of us can, but I can't anymore. And, but, you know, there are some men who feel all of those things that you just, all of those symptoms, they feel that their brain is slowing so much more that they describe it as a brain fog, that their energy levels are diminished, that their desire or their appetite for for lovemaking for sex is much lower and that they feel so much older and these men may be suffering from a low testosterone level and if they are you have to look at the causes of that low testosterone level if you get a low level it could be related to their obesity to their body habitus to their size it could be related to their comorbid disease states, which are like high blood pressure or elevated cholesterol or issues like that. There are usual reasons that men have drops in their testosterone, but most often these improve not only with testosterone repletion, but again with weight loss and exercise and other forms of stress reduction. Yeah, I have to tell you, Tom, for yeah. years my wife would tell me that I should be doing yoga. And I just kind of poo-pooed it and said, that's, yeah. And then I realized when I did yoga, when I experienced, and I actually went back and back to do it, and it was a heated vinyasa class, I felt wonderful. I felt wonderful. My joints felt wonderful. My body felt wonderful. My mind felt good. And I couldn't believe that all these years that I wasn't really open to it um, because I thought it was not a masculine thing to be doing, frankly. What about the notion that uh, 
that ED or erectile dysfunction only affects older men? Well, I find that I see men all day with erectile dysfunction. And I see men from the ages of 25 to 85. And ED is more prevalent in older men, and it might be more severe, but it seems to affect over 50% of men between the ages of 35 and 70. Men who are younger, once any man experiences an onset of erectile dysfunction, he starts thinking about sexual performance. And once he starts thinking about sexual performance, his anxiety, his sympathetic nervous system begins to constrict the amount of blood flow into his penis. And as he does that, as he's focusing on performance, of course, the realization that he's going to experience erectile dysfunction comes true. He does have ED. So he starts to think about it and becomes anxious, and then it actually becomes true. So it may be related in younger men more towards performance anxiety, but whatever the cause, it can be treated and it can be helped and men become so focused on their performance that they lose sight of the other wonderful aspects of an intimate relationship. They really do. One, but as, as you point out, in most cases, it can be... Um, in most cases, the ED is related to the onset of their other medical issues, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's obesity, whether it's poor lifestyle habits, lack of sleep, smoking, um, early, it can be a harbinger. And as we were talking... Cardiovascular disease. And as we, were as we were talking a few minutes ago, um, mm -hmm. with the slowing brain and lower energy levels and so on, um, mm -hmm. The idea that those things can't be prevented is a myth, and and it's similar with with ED that that you know it can be treated, it can be uh, prevented. I, I was especially happy to see the the slowing brain can be um, prevented or mitigated because I've always had kind of a slow brain, and if mine slows down, I'm afraid it's going to screech to a halt. <laughs> but um, there, there was there was one other thing I wanted to bring up from a list of things that uh, was in my notes, and it, um, and, and it's just simply this: you mentioned exercise a few minutes ago. Is there is there such a thing as too much exercise? There's there can be such a thing as too much exercise. Um, the truth is that most of us are sedentary. Most of us don't exercise enough. Um, those individuals, and I have met them, who exercise too much, can you can wear out certain portions of the body. But even professional athletes 
balance their conditioning with other important health attributes. You know, they they relax through the day before they have an event. Um, you know, there are ultra marathoners, and these are people who really are committed to running long, long distances, 50 miles or longer. Um, they might be in tremendous shape, but they have to build up to that very slowly, and then they have to give themselves periods of recovery. Whatever we do, we need periods of recovery, which in yours, in my case, we probably need more now, now than we did before. <laughs> another, uh, another point um, that, was, that was on the list um, that, that I was looking at indicates that your, your genes decide your fate. Do they, or do they simply show a propensity for certain kinds of ailments that, that maybe you should try to mitigate early? Well, you know, I think you said it very well there. There's a propensity for certain kind of ailments that you want to try to mitigate. You may have a genetic predisposition um, to certain problems. Your grandfather might have had an early heart attack. Your father might have suffered an early heart attack. And you might think that that's inevitable, but the truth is it's not. The genes, your genetic predisposition is just one aspect. And you can either up or down regulate your genes through lifestyle choices that you make, diet, exercise, stress management. These are all important ways to help um, mitigate what we might experience as something that's in inevitable. Um, you know, many studies have found that people who eat more fruits and vegetables are much less likely to develop cardiovascular disease than those who eat a, a higher fat diet. Um, I don't think our fathers and our grandparents were really focusing on what they ate, but now we can't go a day without seeing something about our diets, how important they are to, to improve and lessen our overall cardiovascular risk. It's, um, it's something that we do have some control over. Well, this is, this is all good to know. Um, Martin, we just have just a couple of minutes left, but I, I do want to find out a little bit more about Vault Health. What is Vault Health? Vault Health is a, an integrated healthcare system that initially started as personalized health for men, mostly focusing on hormonal health issues and men's health, um, meaning testosterone and men with low testosterone levels. It's since evolved into all domains of men's health and other domains, what we call consumer health. Um, Vault Health has become a leader 
in testing for the COVID SARS-2 um, virus. And it's become a leader in helping run vaccination clinics. And it's inspired individuals like myself to begin working for um, a larger health organization that's going to hopefully use tools like telehealth, which have become um, one of the good aspects of the um, pandemic, which is bringing healthcare to individuals in many different settings. Um, Vault is um, hopefully will become a leader in all of these areas of what we call personalized health, which looks at perhaps the genomics, so the genetic risk factors that we talked about, which looks at waist circumference or belly fat in men and women, which looks at um, diet and exercise and our psychological well-being and thinks about ways that we can integrate these more seamlessly and bring health to people that don't have um, complete access to health care, perhaps in rural areas or more minority men's health initiatives, things like that, Tom. Well, Martin, we're, uh, we're just about out of time. My guest is uh, Dr. Martin Miner. He is Regional Medical Director of Vault Health. And Martin, I really appreciate you uh, spending this time with me this morning. Is there, I, I always like to give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about and what some, some good trusted resources might be for people who want to look up some of these things. Uh, yeah, do you have a website? We do. Vault Health does have a website. Um, and it is constantly evolving. And there's a blog on the men's health portion of the website, which has some wonderfully educational articles about men's health, about um, some of the issues that we talked about today. So I've really enjoyed spending time with you, Tom. Thanks for inviting me. And um, I'm it's been fun. Well, thanks, Martin, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, we'll have, you, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight <laughs> Isolated, I think all that.
Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque riverway. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490.
The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickerson. <laughs> The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson rises in sympathetic anguish at 2 o'clock in the morning as poor husband John, victim of contagious insomnia, or Schmoe's disease, broadcasts the telltale symptoms during the crucial stage of the dread ailment. Let's listen. It doesn't sound human. He's got it worked out in a regular pattern. (laughs) Now he'll get amused. <laughs> oh, oh no, John, John! Hmm? What? Why aren't you laughing, John? John, wake up! You should be giggling, and you're crying. What's the matter with you? What's What's the matter, Blanche? You're not snoring like you usually do. Hmm? I was just getting used to your whining and giggling, but now you start crying, and it throws me off completely. What are you talking about? You've got to stop it, John. I've never been so sick in all my life, and you won't let me get a minute's sleep. I don't. What hurts you, Blanche? Everything hurts me. Call Dr. Marvin. You don't need Dr. Marvin. I'll take care of you. Tell me where it hurts. It's those clams we had tonight. I didn't want to eat them, but you kept insisting. You kept telling me that clams are healthy. What clams are healthy? They are not. They are, too. Did you ever hear one complain? I ate more than you did, and I feel perfectly horrible. I mean, fine. Where does it hurt you? I think I'm poisoned. My whole body aches, and I've got a terrible shooting pain between my shoulder blades. Well, lie still, and I'll fry you some cucumbers and hot root beer. Fried cucumbers and hot root beer? Make a new man of you. You just want to finish me off, that's all. Oh, Blanche, I'm only going to make a poultice out of it. It draws out the pain. It's a new medical discovery. What's the matter with an old-fashioned mustard plaster? Okay, I'll fix you an old-fashioned mustard plaster. Where's the bourbon? Bourbon? What's that for? To soak the mustard plaster. John Bickerson. Don't worry, I'll scrape the mustard off first. Where's the bottle? I'm not going to stick any bourbon-soaked plaster on my back. You don't stick Stick it on your back. You hold it over your mouth and squeeze it. Put on the lights. I will not. I don't want you to touch me. I'll bet you're not sick at all. You just thought this pain up to keep me awake. Why don't you leave me alone? I can just hear you saying that to Gloria Gooseby. Why should I say that to Gloria Gooseby? Why, indeed. If you were married to Gloria Gooseby, she wouldn't stand for any of your nonsense. Well, I'm not married to her, and she stands for a lot more of my nonsense than you do. What do I care what she stands for? I despise Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. Then why does she keep staring at you like she's hypnotized? She doesn't stare. It's just that she wears those outlandish dresses, and they bring out her eyes. They bring out yours, too. Now look, Blanche, let's make a pact never to mention that woman's name again as long as we live. Well, I keep thinking there's something between you. I swear, I don't even know she's alive. She doesn't mean more to you than I do? She means even less to me than you do. I don't like the way that sounded. Well, don't go looking for hidden meanings. Now, if you're really sick, I'll do anything you want to make you feel better. But if you feel okay, all I ask is that you let me have a few hours sleep. I did have a little headache before, but now I've lost it. It isn't lost. I've got it. 
Every morning when I go to work, I'm bleary-eyed and I stumble around the office in a stupor. I don't know how much longer my boss is going to stand for. Why do you stumble around, John? Well, because I don't get enough sleep. I'm completely debilitated. Why, only last week I failed to pass the insurance examination. Was it the same examination you had before? Well, certainly. Then why didn't you copy the answers off the old policy? It's not answers they want. They give you a medical checkup, and apparently I'm not such an ideal physical specimen. I think you're wonderful. You've got the nicest legs of any man I've ever seen. I don't think I'm long for this world. Am I responsible for it, John? No. I am, too. I know I am. John, can I talk to you? Sure, go ahead and talk. I've been thinking about how we quarrel all the time, and I'm sure we love each other as much as any other married couple, and I know they must have their little arguments, and maybe more than some, mm. I just... John! Mm-hmm. You said I could talk to you! Well, am I stopping you? I want you to listen. Okay. I didn't know your health was bad, and I'm worried... Anything happened to you, and I'd blame myself for not taking the proper precautions. You know what I think. What do you think, Blanche? I think you ought to make out a will. Make out a will? I thought you were worried about me. Well, you don't want to leave me at the mercy of all those grasping relatives of yours, do you? The minute you drop dead... Don't talk like that. Can't you say passed on or something like that? Well, you always say drop dead. That's only when I'm talking to your brother Amos. You should be a little more delicate when you're discussing wills. Why? Well, because you make it sound like I'm going to go at any minute. Well, they don't give you two weeks' notice, you know. You just told me you couldn't get any more insurance. Oh, I can get all the insurance I want. I don't care. You should make out a will just the same. Okay, I'll make it out tomorrow. You say it, but you won't do it. What? Get up and do it now. Go on, get up, make out a will. Wait, you're out of your mind. In the first place, a will isn't legal unless you have two witnesses, and in the second place, I haven't got anything to leave in the first place. Unless you're thinking of that phony stock your thieving brother sold me. What phony stock? Those 500 shares of Kentucky Saltpeter. They're not worth the paper they're written on. Nobody's going to take anything, and I don't need a will. You're the most stubborn man that ever lived, John. Why? Why am I stubborn? It's the hardest thing in the world to make you admit I'm right when you know I'm wrong. There's a woman's logic for you. Suppose I do make out a will, and nobody can touch anything except you, okay? Now you've got all my worldly goods. Next thing you know, you get over your grief and marry a guy without a dollar to his name like that broken-down snore specialist, Dr. Marvin. Oh, I'm not going to marry anybody. He'll give up his practice, take you for every penny, my hard-earned money, the little possessions I slaved for. He'll drive my brand-new car, drink my bourbon, loaf around like a prince. John? Why don't you make the bum get a job, Blanche? For heaven's sake, John. Well, why did you start all this talk about Will? Well, I'll tell you. Amos just got a job as a notary public. Amos? And he gets two dollars for every seal he puts on a will. I knew he was at the bottom of it, that chiseling, grasping... There's nothing wrong with my brother Amos. No? You're just jealous because he thinks up ways to make a living without working. Uh-huh. All it takes is a little brain. Well, nobody's got littler brains than Amos. He's the cause of 90% of our fights. Oh, go to sleep. Ha, 
Go to sleep, she tells me, practically coaxes me into a funeral, gets her brother to steal my will, keeps me up half the night with Gloria Gooseby and clams. Now she tells me, go to sleep. I can't sleep. Never sleep another wink as long as... <sighs> Hello, the, the phone's dead. It's, it's leaking. Put down that bottle of bourbon. I'll get the phone. I wonder who's calling at this hour. I can't imagine. Ow, my leg! Oh, put the lights on. The lights are on. Take off my sleep shoes. Oh, hello. Blanche, this is Amos. Oh, what do you want, Amos? Hey, did you talk him into it? No, and I'm not going to try anymore. What are you talking about? Everybody's got to have a will. I drew mine up today. I left everything I have in the world to Jekyll. John. Huh? Amos said he drew up his will today and left everything he has in the world to you. Tell him I don't want her. Amos, John says he's very pleased. Fine. And you know, one good turn deserves another. Sure. I'll talk to him tomorrow. It's very important to have a will, Blanche. There's a big case going on right now. All the relatives are fighting over the dough because the rich old lady didn't file a will. Really? Yeah. She had $100,000 in cash and hid it in the bustle of her wedding dress. Hey, tell Jacko. John. Yeah? An old lady died, and they found $100,000 in her bustle. That's a lot of money to leave behind. He says that's a... Never mind. I heard him. I'll bring my notary seal around tomorrow, Blanche. You better wait until I call you. Good night, Amos. Oh, dear. John. John! Mm -hmm. I've got that shooting pain between my shoulder blades again. Oh? Let's have a look. Right right here. It must be arthritis or neuralgia. It hits me like a like a knife. What is it, John? It's it's the price tag on your nightgown. Here. Oh, no wonder my back was hurting. Holy smokes, forty eight fifty? Is that what that nightgown costs? Yes, I just bought it this morning. Ah. Uh, What's the matter, John? Now my back is hurting. Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. Yeah. Hey.
show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs>